1: Hey everybody it's jeff here with freedom nation podcast and welcome to freedom nation today is going to be a fun podcast because we're going to talk a little bit about uh, we're going to talk a lot about about our freedom engines uh, this is kind of leading up to what we've been talking about up to this point we've been figuring out what you know what our debts are we've been figuring out what challenges we have you know what you know, whether or not we like the job that we have or the business that we have. And we've reached that point of determining what Freedom Engine is going to help you reach your Freedom Day. And remember, Freedom Day is that first day when you wake up and you have enough money or enough assets or enough income to be able to not have to go to work that day. So Freedom Engines are what is going to get you there. This is something I termed several years ago as the vehicle to get you to where you want to be. And there's going to be a lot of opportunities, a lot of different things that you can do to use as a freedom engine to get you there. The main thing that's going to be concerned is whatever these vehicles are, whatever this vehicle is, it needs to be able to generate an income stream, uh, whether it's investing in something that's going to invest or that's going to create an income stream, buying into a business, creating a business, buying into a franchise, whatever it is, but it's that money that you're putting in and then creating something that is going to generate an income stream. We're not looking for capital appreciation. We're not looking for something that, you know, right now is going up. I mean the the pot thing right now is real estate which can generate income, but a lot of people are just buying real estate for it to go up in value. Problem is they don't realize that it can also go down in value, uh, especially if interest rates rise significantly, which we could see with inflation going up. The other side is, you're talking to a lot of people who bought or who have been buying cryptocurrencies and you know, oh, I'm making a ton of money on that. Well, yes, you might be as far as capital appreciation goes, but it does not generate an income stream and doesn't always go up. It can go down, and we've seen days where it's gone down 10 or 15% in a day, you know, 30 to 40% over a couple of weeks. So what are you going to use for your Freedom Engine? So a Freedom Engine needs to be something that you enjoy, first off. Uh, you don't want to just do something that will generate income because, you know, that's that's something that will generate income. If you don't have a passion for it, if you don't enjoy it, you're not really free. You're just You're just trading one master for another at that point. So the first thing you really need to do is sit down and figure out what it is you really love. What are the things that you enjoy? So I'm going to have you do an exercise really quick, and that is first write down on just a piece of paper, put a big circle down and write everything you can think of that you really, truly enjoy. Just anything that, you know, a hobby, um, something that you enjoy doing, something that when you are at work that you really love doing. Write all of those things down. Once you've done that, so do that exercise first, pause this for just a second, and just write down, Just off the top of your head do as many things as you can think of that you really love doing now once you start this back up so stop it then start it back up once you start it back up we're going to go to the next circle so take that next circle and you know put a circle there and write down everything you can think of that you could do to make money So the same thing write down the circle Write down everything you can think of that you could do to make money. Now, look at both circles and circle anything that falls under both circles. So let's say you love real estate. You you really enjoy watching real estate shows on TV. You enjoy real estate. You really have a passion for it. And that shows up in the things that you love and the things that you could do for money. Well, that's obviously something that would be something that you can consider doing. If you have a passion for baking, you can, and that shows up in both the things that you love and shows up in the things that you can make money, then that should be something that you should consider and you should start to narrow it down. So, you know, you might have a list of 20 or 30 things on either side, but if you start to look at this and you narrow it down and get it down to, let's say, 10 different things, that's your starting point. That's where you're going to go from here. You're going to start to investigate into those things that you have a passion for and that you can make money doing. Let me tell you a little bit about my first freedom engine. Uh, My first freedom engine was T Works Co-working, my co-working spaces. So go back to 2015. Uh, I think I've told the story before on the show, but I um, had written a book. I was looking for a way to promote that book and decided that I was going to do a podcast. And that podcasting wasn't as popular back then as it is today. But I decided, well, I'd do a podcast. Now, the thing was, I had never listened to a podcast before. So I decided, well, maybe I need to do that. And I just happened to go on to Amazon and see if I could find a book on podcasting and found a book that was written by a gentleman named John Lee Dumas, he did a daily podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire, and it was all about interviewing entrepreneurs who were out there growing businesses all over the country, um, all over the world, really. And I listened and listened and listened, and I became obsessed with the show, listening to these people who had come up with ideas to start businesses, and they were out there doing it. And I started realizing that they were no smarter than I was. They were no more driven than I was. They just took action. They took an opportunity and they took action. So I decided, well, maybe actually I want to be an entrepreneur more than just a, a writer and a podcaster. And I started looking for things. You know, what I learned from being, or from what I learned from these entrepreneurs, was they all found something at some point that they felt there was a better way to do or that they solved problems for people. And I started looking around at, at problems that we had in the town that I live in. And one of those was there was really no professional place for people to meet that was an office type environment. Uh, people met at coffee shops. People met at, you know, restaurants. And, you know, that's fine and dandy if you're just having a coffee with somebody. But if you're having a a serious conversation, which at that time I was in the financial services industry. So having a conversation with somebody about their finances inside of a coffee shop or a restaurant just wasn't a really good use of my time. And it wasn't very secure. And I learned this one time by sitting with a, a couple of clients they wanted to meet. They didn't want to meet at my office, which I had an office at that time, and they didn't want to meet at my office. They wanted to meet kind of in a neutral spot at a restaurant. And I sat there and we had you know, a very good conversation, had lunch, spent a good hour with them talking a little bit about what we do and how we manage money and everything else. And they got and left and I was sitting there just cleaning up my things and a gentleman next to, or that was in the table next to us said, Hey, I listened to that whole thing you said about, you know, what you uh, do. And I'd like to have a conversation with you as well. Um, Which, you know, it was fine because he turned into a really good client. Uh, The problem was that just tells you how unprofessional that was as an environment and the fact that people could listen into that conversation. So I started looking around in the area that I lived in, and there were no places to professionally meet people like there were down in the Austin area. Um, I'd gone to several co-working spaces in Austin, but there just wasn't anything like that up in our area. And that's where I started to look at, well, maybe this is a a really good idea. This is something that we could do. Um, I had a partner at the time, and we, we... started to investigate it, and then came up with a business plan. And we created over a period of about seven to eight months T-Works and and got it open. And we're, you know, in our sixth year of business at this point. So that for me was my very first Freedom Engine. Now, you also know as part of the show, um, you know, I don't like just being, I don't like sitting here and after six years of slogging and fighting through business, sitting here and resting on my laurels and saying, okay, well, you know, you guys just need to start a business like I did. Um, I wanted to do that right alongside you that are listening. So a couple of Fridays ago, I announced that I had started a new business and I'll walk through my decision on how I started this business. Now the business is in the solar industry. I have a, a big interest in the solar industry as an investor, I was looking for places to invest in the solar industry, and I just really couldn't find anything in the public markets that attracted me. Uh, there's a lot of solar type companies. I think solar is you know certainly the future, but just the public market investments didn't didn't interest me. I didn't feel like one that I was enough of a part of them and two, you know some of them are just kind of a mess. And I decided, well, what other things are out there? Um, And that had been in the back of my mind for quite a while. And I decided to to look at what was out there. And it just so happened to run into a friend of mine, Sam Wakefield. And Sam had been with this solar company, Apricot Solar, for about a year and a half now. And very successful, has been growing this business and has been building up a team of folks uh, that he works with. And I decided, you know, this is this is something that really truly interests me. After I sat down with him and and looked at what the company was, um, I started to look at, well, how would this work for me? So, you know, looking at my skill sets, uh, first off, I have no experience in the solar industry. Um, I do have some. I, I have a very technical mind, so it's very easy for me to to learn technical concepts. But honestly, I don't have the foggiest clue of you know how to design a solar system. How to to really look at it from that perspective. But what do I? What are the skills that I bring to the table? Well, one, I've been in sales for over thirty years. Um, I am very good at explaining concepts to people. I'm very good at consultatively selling, not trying to shove people into products, but consultatively selling and helping people make a decision for themselves, not me selling them, but helping them to make decisions for themselves by walking them through a process and explaining to them how this could benefit them. Um, And then ultimately leaving it up to them to make that decision. So that attracted me because when I looked at Apricot Solar, Apricot is, you know, effectively, I am a sales organization within a sales organization. So I am starting a distributorship that, you know, my main job or our main job is to sell and market solar. Um, We are partnered with the number one solar installer in the country for Freedom Forever Solar. So I don't have to be an expert in solar. We have experts in solar that we work with. So I really need to understand it enough to be able to explain the concept to someone who's a layman and doesn't know anything about solar, I need to be able to explain that to them without a bunch of technical jargon. Um, I, quite frankly, I don't really need to understand how the systems work and how you know one one panel is different from another panel. I need to be able to rely on the experts who do that for a living every day. But I, you know, the, what they don't do well is what I do well, which is to be able to sit down with people and have these conversations. So that was, uh, that was, you know, as I started to look at this, how I was going to build a business. And I set a goal for myself to have a certain number of sales per month, um, that hits a, a monetary goal for myself. And it, it helps, you know, a certain number of people each month become free from the electric company and, and Become their own electric company effectively. Um, and that will also fund some of my goals. Chief of those being that 10% of the profits are going to go to nonprofits in our community, um, specifically ones that help young people to explore entrepreneurship. Wish I would have had somebody to do that for me back in the day, but I just, that wasn't something that I was exposed to. And you know my parents were people that worked for somebody else. So they just didn't have that entrepreneurial spin interestingly enough as i as I look back, you know I look at my family and my dad's three siblings all were entrepreneurs at some point in their lives um you know successful and not successful in some instances, but they they all had been entrepreneurs pretty much most of their lives whereas my my parents weren't. Um, so I didn't really have that. I, I didn't have those people around me to kind of encourage that entrepreneurial bent in me. And, and so I kind of went the, the traditional you know, route of, hey, you go get a job, you do well, you retire some point down the road. And it wasn't until many years later, you know, almost 25 years later, that I discovered that I really was an entrepreneur and, and it was something I should have been doing all along. So that was that was how I selected this new freedom engine and this new freedom engine really helps me to reach that next freedom day, my third freedom day, which will be the 20, or the 1st of August 2022 and that's my freedom day that's really going to free me from the businesses that I have it'll allow us to travel, it'll allow us to go for a month and live somewhere else. Um, and and just kind of move to a different community for a month and still be able to run the businesses that I have, uh, still be able to work, but just not in the same town that I'm in right now. So the next thing you want to look at, you know, this was something that I looked at as it was something I was interested in, and it was something that I knew. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity to make money in that industry. So instantly, those were those circles that kind of crossed and the the path said, okay, this was something that I could make money at. So the next thing you want to look at is, you know, all right, now that I've selected something, what kind of potential money can I make? And that's a quick Google search. You just go in, do a Google search and try and determine uh, what, you know, the average, let's say a bakery, what the average bakery makes you can get some ideas quite often there'll be articles about different industries. Um, sometimes these are from governmental agencies. Other times they're from different magazines and other kind of entrepreneurial sites and things like that. But the key is, you know, you want to kind of get an idea of the type of money you can make. Now, does that mean that one, you're going to make that much? Um, who knows it's usually an average, um, but that's also, you need to understand that as an entrepreneur, can you make more money? Yes. In, you know, the solar world, as I look at it, you know, the solar world, one of the things I do exceptionally well is market. I'm good at marketing. I understand, uh, how to generate leads. Well, you know, the problem that I'm going to be stressed with is once I kind of hit my maximum You know, I can continue to generate leads, but I can't continue to, uh, you know, I'm only going to have a certain number of hours left in the day to be able to do this. So this is one of the things where I'm looking at and saying, okay, I'll reach a critical mass with myself, but then I need to start looking for a team of people that I can bring on board who can start their own little, you know, distributorship internally. Um, this is not an MLM or anything like that, but it's, it's you know, people that come in and they have the ability to kind of start their own distributorship, and it's a unique model within the solar industry. Uh, there's a lot of that kind of structure in the solar industry, but Apricot has a very unique structure around that. But I know I can make money, and I know I can market well, and if I bring in folks then we can, you know, I can help them to be successful while I'm continuing to be successful myself and leading the pack. So that's a business that I know I can make money and I can reach the goals that I want. What you need to understand is, you know, there's a lot of companies out there, direct sales companies is typically what they're called. Sometimes they're called multi-level marketing. I am a big fan of them because they're a very low cost startup. Uh, You can get into them very easily. Um, You have the ability to, um, you know, get started very easily. You don't have to have a lot of business skills. You just need to learn the products and be able to offer those products to other people. So I I do believe in them, but a lot of them, you know, have reached the point where, you know, the first people to get in make a lot of money, but the next few, you know, the next, the next, the next, the next, the next down line. Um, make less and less and less money because there's you know more and more people out there doing what you're doing. Um, you really want to find something too that you have an interest in. Maybe it's that you're in the health market and you like health type stuff. okay? There's a ton of different products out there that you can represent and, and you can sell you know and help people be healthy and help you build a business and help other people to, to build businesses as well. Um, but you really need to look into kind of what that what that successful person, not the average person, but what the successful person in these organizations is making, so that you can get an understanding of okay, is this something that I can make money at? Um, you might decide, like I did, to start a business from absolute ground zero, and you know, I I had to do a lot of work, I'd missed a lot of money, and I had to get loans and everything else to build the co-working spaces I did. So, I mean, I put down a lot of risk, right? A lot of risk of potential failure because of um, the risk I took from a leverage standpoint, but it was really the only way to start a co-working space um, on the level and and the quality that I wanted to bring to the market. So that was something I knew I could make money, but it was going to be harder to make money because I had a lot of I had a lot of money invested up front, so it's it took a lot of years to get to the point where we were making consistent money out of the business. Uh, but you know, it was something I could make money. You know, other people start smaller. Uh, Mrs. Fields, who I, I Debbie Fields, I think is one of the coolest stories ever. She started cooking literally in her kitchen cookies, and she just had some really bang out cookies. And, you know, she started literally a, a business that became a worldwide phenomenon out of her kitchen and, you know, basically made cookies until she outgrew the kitchen and then outgrew, you know, a smaller kitchen and started opening retail facilities all around the world and was able to replicate her success and eventually franchise that out and everything else. So, you know, those are the type of things that you can start off making money. Um, You can start off relatively small. And if let's say you're trying to get rid of debt and an extra thousand or $2,000 is going to really get you to the point of getting out of debt faster, then it doesn't take much to make a couple thousand dollars. It might seem to you guys as a lot today, but that honestly, if you have the right business, you can make a couple thousand dollars in a month easily, um, and get started and use that to pay down debt, use that to, to build up a little bit of assets so that you can eventually, you know, like I said, be debt free and then replace your job's income as that business continues to, to go. Now the thing that I will say you will find a lot of is people will tell you, "Oh, that was a great idea." I remember I talked to so many people when I uh, started the co-working spaces. I remember so many people coming up to me uh, in the first couple of years and saying, "Man, that was such a great idea." You know, I had that idea even before you did. Um, you know, I just I never took it uh, took the chance, and that's. More than anything, 80% of success in business is actually taking action. If you don't take action, you know, it doesn't happen. Um, You know, I've I've heard it said this way, too. You know, you don't win the lottery if you don't play the game. Uh, It's the same thing in business. If you don't play the game, if you don't take the risk, if you don't go out there and take action, take decisive action and focus and not just sit there and think about it, but take actual action. And sometimes it ain't going to be perfect. I mean, we were not perfect. We didn't even really have a model. I didn't, you know, I'd talk to people that were in the co-working industry and either they were wanting to consult with me, um, you know, and, and have me spend a ton of money consulting with them to help me get started or they, I don't think they knew much more than I did. Um, you know, about running a business, those are the people that, you know, were out there doing what I ended up doing. And so I didn't really have a model. I just figured it out. Um, you know, we made a lot of mistakes, ungodly amount of mistakes over time. But you know what? We, we made the mistakes. We got some things right. We kept going. We kept our heads down. We got past the first 18 months, which is what I call the suck. And once you get past the 18 months, it starts to get easier every year. And every year, you just keep on chugging a little bit more, and it becomes easier, and you become, you know, it's, it's just something that continues to roll. And the longer you're around, the more that uh, people start to realize, hey, this, you know, this is a business that's not going anywhere. So you've got to take that plunge. You've got to take action. You've got to go out there and get started. Uh, So take the time, figure out, so, you know, how are we going to get started? How are you going to get started at this point? Well, first off, you know, we'll go back over what we talked about today. You're going to sit down, you're going to do that exercise. Hopefully you've already done it. If you haven't, when you get done listening to this, I want you to sit down. I want you to write out, once again, a circle. Put everything you can think of that you really, truly love doing in one circle. And then in another circle, write everything you can think of that you could do to make money. And then if there's things that match up, those are the things you need to explore. And take those ideas and go out there and do a little bit of research. Don't spend years doing this, but do a little bit of research. Decide on, you know, one thing that you want to focus on and then focus on starting a business. Put together a quick business plan. Uh, Google business plans, that's basically what I did. I ended up, I didn't. I had never written a business plan when I started my first business. Um, I had tried to start businesses before. I started five businesses that failed, and I can clearly tell you out of all of those, the reason was I had no plan. Um, the, the T-Works business was the first business I actually put together a business plan that laid things out. Now We didn't necessarily follow it right at the beginning, but ever since, and every business I've done since that point of time, I've always built a business plan and had a very clear structure for what, you know, success looked like. Uh, that was the first thing I did with this new business with Apricot Solar. Uh, when I was making the decision over the weekend, uh, I had talked to my friend Sam on a Thursday, um, looked at some of their internal videos, their recruiting videos, and, um, I knew I was going to be meeting with the HR person at the company uh, the next week. And so over the weekend, I sat down and I wrote a business plan. I use a software called live plan, Uh, highly recommend it. And, you know, I just went out there, I wrote a business plan real quick. Uh, They walked me through, you know, the, the, the live plan tool walks you through creating a business plan. And over a weekend I came up with that business plan and was able to, sit down and say, okay, this is something I want to do, let's move forward. And then that plan, I'm following that, or I'm I'm executing on that as we go. So that's how you get started. Uh, Sit down, figure out what you want to do, put together a plan real quick. Doesn't have to be complicated, doesn't have to be 80 pages long, but something, you know, three or four pages of a business plan, that just makes you think through this a little bit and decide, okay, this is something we want to do and then go out there and execute on it. Now I'd highly recommend if there's a way you can do something where it doesn't require a lot of money, um, but it's something that can generate a couple thousand dollars a month or, you know, five, $6,000 a month. Uh, that's a great place to start and get going from there. Um, so, that's your, that's your job right now, is to go out and figure out what your Freedom Engine is. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about some different Freedom Engines that are out there. Um, in some cases, I don't know anybody in that industry, but I'll talk a little bit about the industry. In other cases, I've got people that I know that are in these industries, and I'm going to bring them on to interview them about how they got started and what they did, including my virtual assistant, um, who's in the Philippines. I'm going to interview her, and we're going to talk a little bit about how she got started and what it's like to work with somebody around the world. I mean, we're exactly 12 hours apart. As soon as I finish recording this, I'm sending it off to her, and this is the middle of her day, and it's the end of my day, Um, and she'll get started doing all this stuff. So I'm leveraging time, and by the time I wake up in the morning, this show's going to be posted on our podcast channel. So that's what starting a Freedom Engine looks like. I hope this was helpful for you to figure out. I'm excited to hear what y'all have decided to do from a Freedom Engine, you know, yourself. Um, if you're sitting there and you say, I know what this, I know what I want to do. I'm going to do this. Go ahead and put that in the in the comment section, whichever channel you're listening to this on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, directly through our our channel at uh, at Podbean. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, put the notes or put that in the notes because we'd love to hear what your freedom engine is. And, and hopefully at some point you're successful and we can interview you on the show and, and find out what your path was. So thank you for your time. I look forward to getting to know you and uh, hearing what you're doing out there. And then of course, continue to listen to the show because every month I'm going to do an income report on the the solar business and let you know how it's going and and what I'm doing and see, uh, you know, how we're executing on our strategy on that business. So thanks a lot. Have a great day, Freedom Nation.
0: Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast